Live from London, this is The Drive Home with Seb Ventura on Teachers Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Today we're looking at how do schools build community cohesion? What does that look like working with your local community? And also, what can we do to build a sense of community within our school? As usual, I'll have a great guest on today to talk about this topic, but please make sure you join the conversation uh, by messaging or calling into the studio through Podbean as usual. Live from London, this is The Drive Home with Seb Ventura on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash ttradio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag ttradio. Good afternoon. Hope everybody is well. This is the Drive Home Show with me, Seb. For in fact, one of the last times. Uh, don't panic. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving Teachers Talk Radio you will still have these dulcet tones to listen to, uh, but it will not be on the way home anymore. So we've had a bit of a reshuffle uh, at TTR and we're going to be changing some of our times to the show. So if you are a regular listener, uh, that might catch you out. So there'll be some news coming up on the uh, website and on our Twitter feed about that. So keep an eye on it. But essentially what, what the main big change that you need to know is that the drive home slot um, won't be there anymore. So we will have a slightly later show uh, and the evening shows as usual, um, but there won't be that one straight off to school. I think it's probably partly because, and I don't know this for a fact, but partly because it is difficult uh, for teachers to listen at this time. It's a bit of a tricky time. So we get lots of uh, people downloading the show and particularly in the holidays, we get some uh, a lot of people listening in. It may be just because it's a tricky time for teachers straight after school, but I don't actually know. But for me, it's great news because it now means that on a, I will now be live on a Monday, not a Thursday. So if part of your, uh, in your diary is uh, a note to listen to my show, which I'm sure it is for everybody, um, then just now bear in mind that I will be on Monday evenings. Um, I think the slot is six till 7.30. So that's a bit of a more reasonable time. And um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good to have you uh, listening with me then or indeed downloading as normal uh, through Spotify or the website or Podbean. Right. So that's the Teachers Talk Radio. Oh, no, actually, there's a little bit more Teachers Talk Radio news before I tell you all about today's show. And that is I just checked. And now on Twitter, we have so many followers that back in the early days, it would give you an exact amount. But now when you click on it, it just say, it rounds it up for the maths teachers. So at the moment, it says 11.9K followers, which is phenomenal. So I did a bit of digging and found out that we are actually 41 short uh, as of this moment in time of hitting the big 12K. So I'm sure there'll be some sort of prize. You may well get a mug if you are the 12,000th follower. Um, You might get a T-shirt. I don't know what um, Tom and the executive team have in mind. But certainly, if you are the 12,000th uh, follower, I'd hope to celebrate that. So tell your friends, tell your people, tell your staff in the staff room, uh, tell as many people as you know about Teach Talk Radio, because it'd be great to hit the 12,000 followers, which is phenomenal, uh, considering we've only been going a year and a bit. So that's your Teachers Talk Radio updates uh, for the regulars. And now we're going to turn our attention to today's show. I hope you've had a lovely day. Um, we're two weeks away from half term. I think everybody pretty much has the same 
half term, unlike all the other ones. I'm pretty sure everybody's is in two weeks. So just two weeks to go. And obviously tomorrow is Friday. So that is also something to be happy about. I'm sure everybody's getting a bit fed up in secondary schools with year 11 at the moment. I'm sure everybody's pulling their teeth, trying to get them to do last bits of uh, preparation and revision. I know that some of the exams have started. MFL, for example, some of those early exams uh, sometimes um, start around now. So good luck to all your students and all your teachers. I know primary school, I know I sometimes neglect to talk about the primary sector, but I know that you've had SATs uh, either this week or the end of next week. I'm not sure how that works, but I know SATs have been a big topic of conversation on Twitter for primary teachers. So if you have had those, I hope they've got they've gone well. And yeah, just hope you've had a good day. Hope you've had some good lessons. Uh, hope you've had some good, interesting conversations with the people you work with and with the students that you teach. Uh, and if you have had a bit of a bad day, don't worry. Uh, you'll always have tomorrow and you've got me now to cheer you up hopefully so um, maybe not as effective as a glass of wine or a Netflix binge but I'll do my best so today's show let's get down to business right so today's show we're going to look at uh, the topic of community cohesion uh, now I don't know where this cohesion bit came from and it seems to be a bit of a popular buzzword when you look into people who do anything to do with uh, the community and teaching uh, in schools. So I'm presuming that word has come from some sort of white paper or Ofsted report or someone who's coined that phrase, but it's quite a good word, really. I think it suits its purpose. So what we're looking at is community cohesion. And basically today's show, we're going to focus on two areas of that. So I'm going to talk a bit about my experiences of it. Uh, but of course, I want to hear from you. So again, I'll keep mentioning this. You can send me a little text in the message box. Uh, or you can just click on uh, call in on Podbean. Uh, I do have a nice guest who I'll talk about in a moment. Uh, he's going to be on a little bit later. Um, and But in the meantime, if you feel like you want to jump in, just press call in. You don't need an invitation. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we're going to look at community cohesion. We're going to look at two elements of this in particular. So just to break that down a bit, we're going to look at, number one, uh, community in terms of the local community. So what does your school do or not do um, in terms of building links with the community, establishing itself as a, um, you know, a hub of the community? And I'm sure most schools do this in some capacity. But do you uh, have links with uh, local churches, religious groups? Do you have links with uh, sports, uh, quite often sports companies or um, outside sporting agencies that might come in? Uh, you might have links with theatres, local theatres or youth theatre companies that might you might work with or external companies that live uh, that are around from the local area. And I'm not really talking national, I'm talking local community here. Uh, you might have links with businesses. So you might have business partners, people come in. I know we used to do a, a day for year 11 where local business people came in and they used to grill our year 11s about their career choices, a bit like The Apprentice. Um, and that was a great experience for year 11 because they got to meet people who were not teachers um, from real the real world with real jobs, uh, usually quite successful people. And so that was quite a good experience for them. And, and again, lovely way of building links with local businesses because then those people came in and then we would give them lunch. They'd get to see the school if they've never been in before. Uh, they get to meet the head and some of the teachers. So it, it's all positive. So I can't really, I'm not going to look for anything negative with community cohesion because I don't think that's the, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think that's the point. Uh, I think, you know, the, the idea of it is obviously 
good because it's you know it's something to try and enrich people's lives make us all work together make us more tolerant of each other make us understand um what's out there what opportunities are out there for young people so i don't think we're even going to go down the road of are there any negatives with this one um but what we are going to do today is we're going to discuss and analyze a little bit um what that looks like so what does it actually mean um to be involved in your local community what does your school do so again if you don't want to phone in that's fine you can just pop me a message in the text box and tell me give me some ideas for what what you do who do you work with so we can talk about that we're also going to talk about how we actually do that so with my guest joel who is a science teacher he's going to be joining me a bit later because he's uh, just recently um, been given the responsibility of community cohesion so i'm going to talk to him about how that came about and what his actions and what his targets are in that role um, but in the meantime uh, we're going to be thinking a little bit about what benefits are of it how it might work how you would get in touch with with, with local community leaders what you've got as existing practice uh, and what you might do in the future so that's that's sort of section a if we call it that if we put our exam speak head on um, that's kind of section a of the show and then section B today, what I really then want to look at is to flip that round a bit and look at community in the sense of community, the school community. So forgetting external agencies, what do you do as a school to build a sense of community within uh, your school? So it could be to do with um, your house systems. Do you have houses? I know not all schools do. Uh, how strong is your student voice? So how do they contribute to the school community? Um, any kind of school newspapers or school news programs that you have, um, awards you might do that celebrate achievements and celebrate that kind of thing that is still bringing the community together um, outside of assemblies, uh, charity events. I know loads and loads of schools did a whole show on charity a few months back. So I know a lot of schools do charity, good charity work and they have links with uh, local and national charities. Uh, I know the schools that I used to work at, we had a cycling group. Um, and, you know, we used to do regular uh, bike rides, teachers bike rides for charity and raised loads and loads of money um, over a period of a, a good few years. So big shout out there to the Debden Dynamos. And also we uh, you could talk about extracurricular clubs, couldn't you? Because extracurricular clubs may be run by teachers inside the school. So you might have an after school netball club or whatever, but they may sometimes also be run by external uh, agencies, you might have local football clubs that run them, uh, you might have other sporting events, or you might have, again, theatre clubs, drama clubs, run either by teachers, um, which was usually the case where, I, where I've worked in the past, but we did occasionally get um, external people in um, that we had to pay, but obviously they came in to do specialist dance workshops, people who had done shows in the West End, uh, and we also uh, might get theatre practitioners to come in from local uh, well, to me, there's a, a, a theatre just near where I live and near my school. And we used to get uh, actors, uh, directors and people like that from there. And they'd come in and do a workshop with Year 11. And it's just great. It just, it, for me, it's brilliant. You build your community, you get to know more people, you get that expertise that you wouldn't get um, uh, with necessarily the teacher who's maybe been teaching a while. I know I felt a little bit detached from the theatre industry because I've been in education a long time. So it's really nice to get experts in who are actually at the cutting edge, whether that is, you know, business, sport or are the arts. 
Um, and, it, and it's just great to hear, hear another voice and for kids to work with people that are not teachers and that are people that are out there in life, um, you know, dealing with day to day, you know, dealing with customers, dealing with um, I- issues to do with whatever it takes to be uh, a normal person in a normal job, I guess, and, and not a teacher. I say normal, like we're not normal, but you know what I mean. Anyway, thanks to Noam there. He has, um, Noam, he has shared and, and liked the show. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, please contribute if you'd like to in some way. Um, yeah, okay. So the idea of today is we're going to look at those two sections. We're going to look at how we build community cohesion uh, amongst the local community. And then we're also, um, oh, hi to Noam. He just said hi. And also how we uh, build the community cohesion within the school. Now, when I speak to my guest, Joel, um, around about half four, um, we're going to talk a little bit about that and he's going to outline his role. And I know he does, it looks like from his profile that he sent me that he does a little bit more in-house stuff um, and less external, but I'm, I may be wrong. He may be able to tell me loads about that. So just to give you a bit of context from my point of view, while I'm waiting for anyone who wants to join in or contribute, uh, I was employed a while back now, um, over 10 years ago, in fact, when the specialist schools were a bigger thing and when schools got more funding for the specialist school status. And part of that funding was used to um, pay pay for part of my salary. And part of my salary, part of my job description was to actually physically use um, the, the specialism of the school, which was performing arts, to build community links because the school at that time is in special measures and didn't particularly have a good reputation in the local area uh, as is as is normal and so there was a disconnect with parents disconnect with with local businesses shopkeepers uh, etc so one of the tasks that i had in that role was to um forge links that weren't there build on any links that were already there and and basically just try and you know turn around the people's view of the school as well as most importantly giving kids opportunities that they might not have had so in that role, I did a number of different things. We, we did all sorts of things at Christmas time. So I phoned local hospitals, I phoned local churches, uh, and we did tours. So we took choirs out and we did tours of local um, hospitals and um, OAP homes. And we used to grab a minibus, jump in a minibus uh, with a, group of, a small group of kids and a, a PA. And we just do like a little tour and pop into OAP homes and sing Christmas carols, which was lovely. Um, and so things like that are so powerful because in those days, th- there was a negativity around the school name, etc. So doing those kind of events really, really helped to uh, kind of mend that. And, you know, the, the old people's homes that not, not everybody responded. I had to email and phone quite a few people, but eventually two or three responded. And of course, for them, it was a brilliant experience. The kids get a lot out of it because they get to go and see people and they get time out of school, which they always enjoy. But, you know, in a really lovely, positive way, get to get to see other people in different situations to themselves and build empathy. And of course, then those old people absolutely love the kids coming in, brightened up their day. They're sitting in their OAP home, you know, playing Scrabble or whatever they're doing. And then all of a sudden they've got these lovely young people that they may have, I don't know, possibly negative connotations around young people or teenagers, let's say. And then they see them in a really positive light, um, singing some lovely carols. So that was just one example um, of sort of things. We also did a um, 
a Christmas show on the high street. So that was kind of some outdoor theatre, um, some, some sort of mask theatres that we did. And we, t- again, took some singers and some dancers. And again, that was part of the, the, the local high street celebration. So in that example, we were actually approached by them. So this wasn't a, a situation where I had to ring people and email people and hassle people. This was one where they approached us and said, is this something you like to do? Now, again, luckily in the role that I did, I was able, I had a bit more capacity, a bit more time uh, and a bit of funding to be able to do these things, um, which is possibly not the case anymore with a lot of the cutbacks. But in those days, I had the chance to do it. So this would be a thing where you'd get a letter or an email from somebody in charge of these. This was uh, the Traders Association of the local high street or the shopkeepers uh, that were banding together to put on a Christmas light switch on like Oxford Street, but slightly um, smaller scale, obviously. And um, yeah, so they they would have, they asked me would would the school like to do it? Now, my thinking behind this is possibly in, in busy busy schools that email that letter may have come in and somebody might have thought oh yes we'll do it and not actually had the time to then follow it up and then you miss a deadline and then you miss an opportunity. I was fortunate in the sense that I had the ability to do that, and so it allowed me to phone these people back, email them, and say yes we'd love to be involved then speak to the music teachers and the drama and dance teachers to get a group together, then send the letters out to the parents to get permission, then rehearse with the kids and tell them what it's all about, then actually take them to the event and bring them back safely. Um, So there's a lot of organisation and a lot of time and effort goes into it. um, And potentially that is probably the reason why some schools or some teachers don't do that as much as we'd like because they just don't have the time. So I'm going to speak, definitely going to speak to Joel, who's my guest today, about that and see what he believes within his capacity he can actually do uh, within reason. Um, And then Joel will obviously talk us a bit through his role and how he manages to manage his time and his teaching. And he's going to join us around half past four. So that's a little bit of my backstory. That's just an example for you about how I was in a role that I was fortunate to have, but that allowed me to build those links with charities. Um, There was some local, uh, there was a religious a local religious group that actually had a massive uh, drama costume resource, which was free. And you could go and you could take all these costumes, period costumes, period props. You could take as many as you wanted. And it was free of charge uh, for schools that were doing productions. So if we were doing, I don't know, Bugsy Malone, we could go and get a load of hats and pinstripe suits, etc., feather boas. And they would give, give it you for free. And they would check it out and you would check it back in. And there was no charge. But obviously, we would always give a donation because they were a charity and we used money from the tickets that we used to, uh, the money we'd make from the box office from the shows and we'd give some of that money to them to say thank you. So that's another example um, of how you can, you know, build local links, um, get in touch with theatre organisations, local theatres, see what they can do uh, for free. They might be able to offer you workshops or time uh, for, for very little money or you might find that it's something uh, that they run where you have to pay for it. But sometimes it's worth it again same with sporting uh, sporting events i'm sure lots of schools do this anyway uh, have netball fixtures football fixtures rugby fixtures and that's that's kind of normal i suspect um so that doesn't really have to be forced um, because it is there but you know there's the wider community of the sports have you got a local football team do they do any community outreach work and it's a balance it's a balance between those those places contacting you 
and then somebody at your school having the time and capacity to follow that up and get back to people. And the other flip side is if you have got a role like that or as Joel has, have you got a bit of time where you can think outside the box, look in the local newspaper, drive around your local area near your school if you're not from that area? Because a lot of the time teachers don't actually live uh, where we teach, do we? So you might not know the local area very well. Find out where the OAP homes are. Find out where the local um, sh shelters or whatever, whatever your whatever floats your boat. Really, find out where those places are. Get in touch uh, and then see if you can do it. Because, for example, my bike bike rides that we used to do, uh, we started off doing stuff for cancer research. Obviously, no big deal, no problem there. That's a fantastic charity. But then, after a couple of years, we started to think maybe we should do something with a local charity. So we ended up doing something for a local hospice. Um, and then we felt like a bit more links with the community that we were we were able to go and give them the check. And, uh, you know, it all felt a bit more local than doing it for a big organisation like Cancer Research, where you don't necessarily, it's a bit faceless, you don't actually see people. Um, and it doesn't directly, obviously, affect, um, well, it does affect people in your local area, of course. I'm, I'm sounding like I'm uh, you're not supportive of that of course i am um but but i think you get what i'm saying anyway i'm getting myself in a, a pickle for no reason uh we're gonna have a quick news break um and then when we come back off the news we'll talk a little bit about community cohesion in sense of inside school as opposed to external agencies and what sort of things people do to build a feeling of community within their organization within their year groups um within cross year groups etc but we'll do that after a quick news break uh don't go away This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. 
That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us, you'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are with a Slack group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A poll of 527 head teachers from England, Wales and Northern Ireland has revealed that exam anxiety is causing high rates of pupil absence. A spokesperson for the Department of Education said, It is normal for exams to feel stressful for some young people, and we recognise that may particularly be the case this year. Teachers know their pupils best and are well placed to work with them. Labour MP for Portsmouth South, Stephen Morgan said, After two years of unprecedented chaos and disruption to children's education, we saw nothing to support children's catch-up learning in the classroom and nothing to tackle the day-to-day challenges pupils and teachers are facing. This government is failing our next generation. A ballot held by the Dundee branch of the EIS resulted in an 88% yes vote in favour of strike action. The strike mandate is part of the union's Stop Faculties campaign, which hopes to overturn Dundee City Council's plans to introduce a faculty management system at the loss of 110 principal teacher posts. David Baxter, EIS Dundee Rep said, they are trying to impose faculties against the will of their employees without any plan of the way it will happen or any agreements in place. And all they have done is angered their employees. What we need is more teachers, supply teachers, counsellors who can support kids with the trauma of the pandemic. This isn't nurturing. Recruitment bodies in classrooms, reduced class sizes, more time out of teaching to do all the things that add value. That's what we need right now, not a new middle management system. Dundee City Council has previously said that it is hoping and willing to continue talks with trade unions. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, 
This week, we're going to take a look at the much-coveted presentation clicker. It's a must-have device for a lot of teachers out there, as it allows you to move slides whilst AFK. For those new to 2-Minute Tech, AFK is away from keyboard. Ranging in price from £8 to £30, this classroom essential allows you to stretch your legs and make a few shapes while you dance around the room. Some of us have a mandatory piece of blue tack over the built-in laser pointer. Others have invested in a bit of duct tape. So we ensure the device meets health and safety regulations. And most of us have a small stash of AAA batteries in a secret place that we never admit to having. Well, Clicker, I'm telling you to stand aside. The mini wireless multimedia keyboard is taking your place. Having a lower price range of £8 to £15 and being able to do everything that Clicker does except blind pupils, as it has no laser pointer, and wait for it. It is rechargeable. You have full keyboard and mouse control from anywhere in your classroom. You can move slides on, Alt-Tab to switch applications, type, use spacebar to stop and start YouTube clips for questioning. Battery life is quite honestly ridiculously long, and if it runs out, a five-minute charge on the USB lead will get you through your lesson. All I can say is if you're considering replacing your clicker or are simply a gadget magnet, this is a must-have. Search for mini wireless keyboard in any online shop. The only thing I'd say is get one with a light up keyboard if you present with the lights off. As always don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Live from London. This is The Drive Home with Seb Ventura on Teachers Talk Radio. Uh, welcome back if you've just joined us from the break. Today we're talking about community cohesion. How do schools build community links? Uh, what do we do internally and what do we do externally to make a sense of community? I'll be talking to my guest Joel in a few moments about this topic. But as always, please feel free to join the conversation either online, uh, messaging me at Podbean or give us a call. Live from London, this is The Drive Home with Seb Ventura on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw slash TT Radio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Yes, yeah, so good afternoon to everybody on the, the last Drive Home show, as I said earlier on. Uh, moving to my uh, new slot on a Monday uh, of six o'clock uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So we're just going to celebrate that moment uh, today and hope that everybody's uh, enjoying the show. And please make sure you follow uh, my new show moving forward. So I hope you've had a good day. Thank you to all the people that are joining us now in the studio. I can see the numbers um creeping up there so thanks a lot for joining me live if you have missed the beginning of course you can always download the show afterwards um we're going we've been talking a little bit about community cohesion and we've been looking at in particular how you build community cohesion outside uh by making your school a hub of the community and links with local agencies such as theaters and uh, religious groups sports businesses etc and we're going to be talking a bit about the community within school. So how do you build a sense of community across year groups, within year groups, within forms, uh, through various different things you might do, charity events, house award, house systems, extracurricular clubs, uh, student voice, etc. There's, there's tons and tons of stuff here to talk about. But as usual, what I want to do is rather than listen to Santa Maria voice, I would love to hear from you. 
So please make sure you send me a little message, tell me what you do, text it in and I'll read it out. Or if you can't manage that, you want to call in and, and speak your brains, you can also just click call in. Uh, but don't do that in the next few minutes because I'm about to have my guest, Joel, joining me. So uh, Joel will be joining me any moment now. Uh, he is a science teacher. Um, I think he's physics and, and a bit of a biology nerd. Um, and he is also um, a responsible uh, for the running of community cohesion uh, across his school. So I think Joel is with us. Joel, are you there? I am, yes. Hello. Hello, Hello Joel. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, it's you. not too How bad. You? We've got a little bit of background noise. Yes, I can do apologise. <laughs> Um, but I, I can hear you nice and clear. There's just uh, some some yeah, sort of naughty people in the background. That's all. Yes, annoyingly. Yeah. Okay, great. But well, we can hear what you're saying, Joel. So just keep your voice nice and loud, and we should be fine. So first of all, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. And just tell us a bit about. I know you're a science teacher, and I know you've got other responsibilities in your school, such as LGBT, I think. But just tell us a little bit about how long you've been teaching for, Joel. So I'm currently into my fifth year of teaching. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so relatively new. A lot of people would say it's relatively new. Maybe yeah, five years. Yeah. yeah, five years quite new, I think. You're, you're at that cusp of uh, quitting, which is what 40% of people do now. So, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. as long as you're not going to leave us, that's good. No, I'm doing, and... I think I'm doing well. So I don't, I don't envisage any time leaving soon. Unless something drastic happens. No, that, that's good to hear. Okay, so you've been teaching about five years. And then what responsibilities did you get, Joel, after you started teaching? What what things did you take on? Yeah, so to begin with, um, I've always just kind of joined in as much as I could. Um, and then slowly I've just tried to um, just to help, mainly within my department, trying to do some teaching and learning stuff within my department. Um, I did run literacy for my department in my second year. And then I moved from Liverpool uh, down to London, got a new job down in London in September this year. Um, and again, just working with my department, trying to get my face around the school. And then just this opportunity arose uh, this a couple of weeks ago uh, to start to run the community cohesion. And I thought, yep, I'm going to do it. It sounds great. I think I'll be quite good at it. Uh, so happily just jumped on that straight away. And is that starting in September, that role, or have you already started it? Uh, so it officially starts in September and I'm doing some stuff in May, uh, at the very beginning, um, at the end of May, sorry, um, trying to get all of the different pieces together before I officially start in September. Yeah, you want to start laying the groundwork, don't you? So um, you obviously emailed me quite a lot of things that you do. Uh, do you want to just, because um, you've got loads on there, just sum up for the listeners just a little bit about what your main remit is of the job? Okay, so the main part of the job is I will manage the house systems. We have a house system with six different houses in at my school. Um, and I will also be in charge of any of the extracurricular activities that happen within the school. They'll fall under my remit. My job is to make sure that they're doing what they're doing uh, and also to try to encourage more teachers to get on board with running extracurricular activities. Um, and then I will also run any house, any competitions that we have uh, between the houses and between year groups and award ceremonies, etc. So yeah, brilliant. Sounds like a lot. No, <laughs> no, that's fine. A lot, that's... a lot of departments around the school. Well, I think it does, doesn't it? It's one of those ones where everybody's responsible, but you need you need a coordinator, really, don't you? Otherwise, you know, you're, you're not actually running all the clubs, but you do need to make sure that no. they're happening. 
Um, okay, what yeah, about just briefly before I've got, I've got some questions for you about how how you envisage it going, but um, briefly tell us about anything you've done or ideas you've got for the external. How you're going to get the school into the wider community? Uh, so, in my original, in my interview, uh, my idea, uh, speaking with other people around the school, it was made. So, the main focus now is usually on sport, and I did hear that you mentioned this earlier. Is the main yeah. focus usually is on sport. Uh, and we do have a really good cricket team at our school and we do have a really good football team at our school that um, are usually part of the community and work really well. Um, oh, we've lost you, Joel. We've lost you. Oh, hello. You're back. Hello? You're back. We lost you for hello. a moment there. <laughs> Apologies. Um, That's all right. And, and then we... What I'm trying to think of is ways that we can get it between out of the department, uh, out of sport, and seeing other stuff that we can get involved in, maybe getting involved in um, some spelling bees, competitions between uh, running through the council, uh, that the council helps facilitate at different schools. There's also debate clubs um, and debate competitions. Uh, and then also, I've tried to think about ways of getting parents involved, um, maybe yeah. like running a fate, a fate yeah. towards the end of the year. Um, is, is a good idea that uh, I think would work really well. Maybe seeing if we can get um, like a local blood drive type thing using our school as a whole, just to try and get more of the yeah. name of our school around the community to bring more people in. Yeah, sure. Um, and working together. So how do you, obviously we're not going to talk about where the name of your school, uh, but yes. in terms of where do you think, well, the first question is, why do you think this was invent, this role was created? I presume you're the first person to do it, or was someone doing it before you? Um, so there was someone before me who was the first person to set up the whole house system. Um, right. And then I've, I've, I've come in to then bring everything together, especially during, right. uh, after COVID and stuff. Yeah, sure, um, sure. But- um, so in terms of that, then, how does that, how do you feel this? I mean, uh, you've not been at the school very long. How long have you been at the school, did you say? Uh, September, since September. Right, so you, you haven't been there very long. But do you, do you feel like the school needs to have that higher profile? Does it have a, a good vibe within the community or is it sort of a negative vibe, do you think? Um, it doesn't, it, it has got a very good vibe. It does, it does represent its community quite well. It's an extremely diverse community because it's in West London, in Ealing, extremely diverse community. Um, yeah. And the school prides itself on the fact that it's got that really large community. Um, but then it's more about, sometimes they can be a little bit separate between what happens inside the school and outside the school. A lot of, sure. the, a lot of the pupils see it as school completely separate to what happens yeah. in their home. And yeah. it's just about getting more parents specifically involved in their in the extracurricular stuff of their pupil of their kids um, and of other pupils in the school. So it's obviously got a lot to offer. There's yeah. a lot going on in our community anyway. It's just about bringing yeah. having like a centralised hub for it to all work. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a really good idea because I think you know from my experience of doing a similar kind of role, I think that it the more the more things you do, the more events you put in. You know, some some of those might not necessarily go as you want them to, but let's you know, let's take the fate you talked about. You know, that could be really really powerful in you know celebrating every what what people are doing, bringing them together. But I think you're right. I think kids don't necessarily see it as their school in the community. They come home from school and then that's it, don't they? And they might mm. work with local charities or sporting groups and not necessarily see the link. Um, now that's really good. I think you've got some some good ideas there. Um, and how much do you get? You mentioned the council, which was a good good one actually, because I'd forgotten about that. Because they do <laughs> in the, the area that I'm in, they do a lot of work with debate clubs and 
um, inter-school, you know, debates. Um, and then the local MP comes down and judges the winners. So do you think, yeah. how much do you think you need to do off your own back in terms of seeking these links out? Or do you think you've got enough of that already that you can work with? Um, so <clears throat> we have communication with the council uh, in terms of what we what they would like us to do and stuff that we can pay, partake in. And there are lots of different schemes that our schools are part of, but not necessarily ones that the kids are a part of. And if they are, it's a few small amount. Um, right. It's only a few kids at a time. It's not like large swaths of, of our pupils. It's only a small way no. at a time. But they do run them big services. They do run the debate clubs and all that type of stuff. Um, it's just about going out to find them. I do think it'd be relatively easy. I don't think it'd be relatively difficult to try and what find about, them. I, um, yeah, I, what, sorry to interrupt you. What, what about in terms of you, do you think the issue might also be about publicising those mm -hmm. to the students and, and letting them know? Um, that they exist. Yeah, so it's the same. It's um, one of them. Ever since COVID, it seems to have everything that actually goes on in the local community seems to have entered a sort of dead zone, uh, and yeah. where no one really knows what happens. Um, so again, I hope that councils and local government, etc., um, all do work together with the schools in the local area to bring all of that to the forefront because the kids don't know. What happens no. in their community? No. Uh, a lot of them, a lot of them in our community, don't necessarily go very far outside of the area they live in, uh, yeah. so it can be quite difficult for them to understand that there's actually this massive wide world with lots of stuff going on. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. And I think even the word community, mm -hmm. I think, is is difficult for kids mm -hmm. to understand nowadays. I think, I think, you know, a long, long time ago in this country, you know, you would have definitely had more community feelings, wouldn't you? Uh, but obviously with technology and the way that, you know, population explosions, et cetera, I, I think community is difficult sometimes for even kids even know what that word means. Do you, do you agree or not? Um, yeah, to a part. Sometimes they just look at it on the face value. They get what the word means, but they don't feel what that type mm, of thing means. Mm. They don't understand what it means for them. It's yeah, usually yeah. what I come across. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, so my first question really is about, I uh, was about your extracurricular provision. So mm -hmm. how, uh, I mean, I know you've only, <laughs> you're not actually starting the job properly till September. So some of these questions might be a bit unfair, but if you don't okay. know yet, if you don't know yet, maybe it's food for thought, but how okay. would you, how are you thinking about potentially uh, coordinating all of those? Have you looked at what's on offer already and then where there might be some gaps, for example, for extracurricular? Um, so I run my own extracurricular club. Uh, I run a debate club. Um, there are there's a music one. We have a fitness one. Um, there is a chess club. All the stereotypical ones. Yeah. Uh, where I do feel that there's some gaps is maybe like creative writing classes, some art classes. Um, yeah. Like I've spoke to some of the teachers in English, and they're really keen to get reading clubs um, going. Uh, so there is there is a remit. There is. Uh, there is a different things that um, that can happen around the school. In terms of linking them together, uh, my job is kind of going to be how does the house system feed into right. it all? Okay. Um, so it's about with all of our house captains and all of them people, uh, we're hoping that they can have a little mini role in running a little club, for example. Like uh, the year 12s, I facilitate yeah. them in the debate club. Um, yeah. So it would be good to get the house captains involved in them clubs themselves. 
No, I think that's another really good point. I, I, I didn't mention that earlier. I'd, I'd forgotten about that. That's an excellent point. So I think if you've got a sixth form, definitely that is you want to get those those older kids helping out, don't you? Because they're a bit able, yeah, exactly. able to, to do that stuff and be left maybe on their own a bit more than young kids. And then also, like you say, that the house things, or even if you haven't got houses, you might have, you know, some schools have subject ambassadors, don't they, where... You know, yeah, certain do, people yeah. have got a badge, etc. So again, it is about involving all those people, isn't it, in publicising and and running those clubs, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So we're so they're also trying to increase the number of assemblies that we do on specific issues. So my idea was to get um, charities linked to all the different houses, and then uh, good. The, yeah. the house captains come in and then promote that type of thing with. Um, within their house and try to get all of the house on board so again it's about raising the profile well to get leadership skills from them um, yeah. and social skills for them and then they also get the publicity for free it's like we teach them one thing and they they help us along yeah I, th I think that is massive I think that's what I touched upon earlier in the show I think why this these roles are so important that you do Joel and other people is that it's a two-way process isn't it you the students yeah. doing it are getting social skills and leadership skills, which is even more important post-COVID. And then the people on the receiving end of it, whether that's, you know, community people or uh, people in the clubs, then they're getting that out of it as well, aren't they? It's definitely a two-way street, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We can, we can, it's a working together thing. Um, again, a lot of the people in our school don't necessarily have them opportunities come about to have them social, the social interactions in large groups of people. Uh, or to lead a little group of people or have some uh, semi-management skills. Uh, yeah. They don't have them opportunities and it's our job to give them as many opportunities as possible. Yeah, definitely. I think one good thing you could maybe try, or I don't know if you've not thought about this, is, but, but if you've got the capacity in school to have some days, you know, like a drop-down day where, you know, companies come in and do something off timetable, that they're quite, usually quite positive, but it's whether or not you can get the kids out of lessons to do that. Um, yeah, because I, some... I took part in one of them um, in my in a school I'd done my training in, um, right. where they got a lot of different companies together. They had yeah. Lockheed Martin came with a boat. Uh, we had people with propeller planes. It was a it is it wow. is a really good thing, and especially being in London. Yes, lots yes. of that stuff to bring in. Lots of that stuff. Just find yeah. it and asking everyone to come. Yeah, I know it's 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 just the time, isn't it, and the organisation. But we'll talk about that in a, in a little while about how you how you manage your time. Um, but just to pick on what you said earlier about charities, there, I wanted to go back mm -hmm. to that. How do you decide? Do you make the decision, or do the students make the decision about which charity to work with, or do you do a wide range? How does that work? Uh, so we haven't picked them yet. So the idea that we've discussed with SLT is that the house captains get a few um, of the charities that they are thinking about, um, and then they put the vote out to every member of their house, and then the house elects one, chooses one, and then that becomes the charity for the next few years, and then there's uh, regular votes if they want to change them or keep them. Right, right. So it's, it's done basically by that. So how many houses have you got? Four or six? Or six. more than that, six. So you'd six. be basically traditionally sort of typically running six charities at the same time for the year yeah, or two. Yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. brilliant. That's a really good, sensible way of doing it. Um, so my next question then, you've kind of answered that, but I was going to then talk about time, wasn't I? So how I know I spoke earlier, I don't know if you caught it earlier on, but I had a similar role to you, but a long, long time ago. And I was fortunate in that mm -hmm. I had 
a very reduced timetable and lots of money <laughs> to, to, to do that role. Now, uh, nowadays, I know that's tight. Um, how mu- first of all, how much time capacity-wise have you been given to do the role and, uh, or any funding? And my next question then linked to that is, how do you think you're going to be able to manage this role on top of your teaching? Um, so in terms of money, I have no idea what my budget is yet. Um, I'm right. looking forward to finding out and arguing for, <laughs> always arguing for some more. Um, £10, £10 probably. Terms, yeah, exactly. £10 per, per week, per month. Yeah. Um, but then the, what am I trying? Oh, so by, I am not getting any more frees. I think I'm getting one, actually. So I'm getting one extra free, but I don't have a form. So right. we have 25-minute form periods. So that gives me an extra um, five hours essentially yeah no i mean that that is i think and i mean again i'm being i'm being a bit cruel because i don't think many any you know slt people listening in will be like shut up shut up don't give them any more time but um (laughs) you know i think i was in a very unfortunate situation that you know i was doing an an, a unique role but um but you are right i think i used to run a school news uh, channel for example and that was purely done i we used to produce that program once a week five minute program and that was purely mm-hmm. done in form time. So I had same same as you for twenty five minutes a day for five days, um, and that was enough time for me to you know get the stories together and film it. So I think form time is it can be used really really well. If you've not got a form, then at least you as long as you don't end up using it to do other things, then you you should that should help massively, shouldn't it? Yeah. So it, it is it is protected time. So I would be given anything extra to do. Oh, good, um, good, all good. Of, all of my uh, any meetings that I have would would take place in the um in in like an extra free that i'd be given yeah um, no, good or yeah. an extra one one free a week i think it comes across i think it is yeah. um and then that's where my two meetings would be and then everything yeah. else would take place because the majority of the stuff that i'm going to do is going to take place after after school yeah um, i was gonna say yeah. community wise uh, and then assemblies and um, running all of them type of things um I need to be free for form. Um, yeah. And on top of my actual teaching workload now, I don't necessarily be, I don't necessarily feel it would be too much on top of what I do now. Um, again, because when you get into teaching, you've been doing it for a couple of years, um, you've got your resource bank of lessons. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't feel it's going to take away too much from. No, that's uh, good. That's good. You just got to watch. You just got to watch your well being in terms of you know. The, your time haven't you really um but no yeah. but it sounds like you're you know you you're sensible with, with with what you're doing um so in terms of that and i guess you'll be able to you'll always be able to ring or email places outside of school time wouldn't you be able to do that after school as well um, yeah, exactly okay so then and my next question actually was yeah to focus about parents we haven't really talked about parents have we we talked a little bit yeah. But um, how, what's your plan for how are you going to get them more involved, either in the house stuff or in, in generally feeling part of the community? So my first point on that was to, again, raise the profile of them, um, just to because I, we have them on the website and the pupils are exposed to house values, etc. cetera, uh, but then they're not really sent home. Um, so we also have a junior school that's in, that's in our link, Right. Um, that's with us it's in the under the same trust um so my plan is that we get the year sixes to 
look at have values of the house to choose their own house and to get the parents involved from year six. So when they come mm -hmm. in year seven, the parents are involved. They know what the kids are going to be doing. They understand it more. And then it'll be a lot easier for when we try to promote it to, um, to parents to get them involved. Then they know what, what the game is. They already know what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, in terms of what I'd like to do now, um, it's again, see if anyone can come in because we do we have a massively large community um, from 1,200 kids. Um, I know that there's loads of them that already take part in charities. The parents run some charities. Uh, the parents also run, I know we have parents who run food banks and it's about just getting them involved, just saying, by the way, you can, you can have a conversation with us and our kids uh, just come in and it's just about finding them. Uh, they are there and then bringing them in and getting them to speak about it. Yeah. Do you, do you link, that's great. Do you link the parents to, so let's say, you know, my child is in, in one of the houses. Do you then mm -hmm. link to tell, link that parent to that house as well? Is that how you kind of do it? Say all. Uh, yes, so the whole, the whole family are in that house. So when well, if oh, any new pupils yeah. come in the future, then they are in that house as well. So they're the already is in the same house. Yeah. Great. Great. That's a really good, good way of doing it. So yeah, you, um, yeah, and I think you said on your email to me something about involving the parents in the house point system. Can you can you elaborate on that? Um, so we, the way the pupils get houses, uh, the way the pupils get houses, the way they get house points is by doing uh, service, determination, um, honesty and wisdom. They're the ways that they can get them points. Um, and a way that I would like to get the parents involved is sending it in things that the, their own children have done in their community that can yep. then, they earn points due to what they've done outside. I see, right, yeah. So then it's down to the parents to share that information with you for you to be able to sort of total it up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So obviously we're not really sure about how many points we'd award for each thing, um, but based on the impact that it has, we can award points to them pupils in the house um, based on what they've done outside. Because uh, again, it's a, it's the house systems for the whole community, so therefore it's stuff that takes place outside, as well as the stuff that takes place inside. So they should also be allowed to get points based on the things that they've done outside as well. Yeah, sure. And do you think? And this is a bit of a silly question, I guess, but do you think your role next year you're going to be? It, it's going to be more important for you to work on those outside links, or do you think your head teacher or, or SLT want you to build? Uh, the school community more, or is it 50-50? Um, I think the main focus is is charity. Charity right. is our main focus. Uh, and then also a pet parent. That's a, right. They're the two things that they're like most focused on. So it, it is mainly the stuff that will take place outside and bringing it in rather than inside going out. Yeah, and that makes sense. And and have you got any kind of, you know, targets from this? Or how, how are you going to measure your success this time next year, Joel? And so, again, that's like a, a conversation that's going to develop over a while. Sure. Um, but um, now the pupils know we have a house system. They know it's there. Yeah. Um, but then I just want them to start saying, oh, I've got this. For, I've got this is in this house or I've done this. I've got a house point in that. Like, it's yeah. just about increasing the conversation. And obviously it will be anecdotal, but increasing the, the awareness and the conversations around the school will be my personal measure. Um, and then it's up to SLT whether or not they like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure they will because they might say it's too <laughs> anecdotal. Um, yeah, exactly. But, but I think it's it's a great it's a great feeling for you to be able to hear those conversations. But 
And I'm yeah. not trying to tell you how to do your job, please. But um, but certainly, yeah, thinking about because oh, I'm just thinking about we did. I don't know. Have you heard of the arts mark? Uh, vague. So right. So the arts mark was set up, I think, by the Arts Council of England. And yeah. um, so schools have an arts mark. They have bronze, silver, or gold, depending on um, how yeah. much. Yeah. So we had the gold status, but obviously every couple of years it would it would need renewing. And when we, mm-hmm. the reason I'm telling you this because I think it might help you is that we, um, when we had to renew it, I had to fill in this huge document online, uh, providing evidence of all the arts stuff we did, extracurricular. Mm-hmm. So we obviously had tons of clubs and we had loads of shows and we did visits to the theatre. So I thought, oh, this is dead easy. I'll just fill it all in. But where I came unstuck was the Arts Council wanted to know numbers of kids that went to the clubs, like exact numbers. They wanted to know okay. ethnicity, ethnicity of the people going to the clubs, boys and mm-hmm. uh, gender of the people going to the clubs, uh, and whether they not whether there were people premium. So all of a sudden, I, I realised that we had all these clubs on, but if anyone asked me how many kids go to drama club, I wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, how many yeah. girls go to netball. Club. I just wouldn't be able to. So that in the end became a really good measure for me because I, I could use that data and say, right, now we've got 10 times the amount of people going to clubs. So I don't know if that's yeah. anything you've thought of or might be useful. So I did. I, that is really useful. I did think, um, how can we get the, a bit of technology involved? And obviously we use yeah. teams at our school. Uh, yeah. So if we have each one having a teams and the local registers taking as much as possible. I actually think, yeah, I didn't think of counting all of that pupil premium extra data, but when, you, when I think I just about think it, it more than yeah, I just think it really it, does, it is needed, isn't it? Yeah, and also it'll help you because if, if you do, if you can evidence that, for just to talk about pupil premium, but if you could evidence that, you know, you've got a, a large amount of those students going, then it might be in terms of money, again, you can justify, you know, budgetary stuff by saying, you know, the pupil premium money, that the school gets because we used to do theatre trips for example and then give pupil premium kids free tickets because we would use we would say that you know you use that money so that's just another angle on it really the problem with it though it sounds great the problem with it as you've just alluded to is if the teachers don't do the registers then it doesn't work so uh, what I ended up doing in the end was creating a, a, a big shared document um yeah you know that then teachers could access and then I would just have totals at the bottom and add it up but this was before we had shared shared files and all of that. So it ended up being a bit of a technical nightmare. But I think nowadays it's probably easier, isn't it? Yeah, to be fair, the, I like Teams. Teams is quite useful. Uh, it has got mm. its downfalls. Uh, but um, yeah, it's so a sh- massive shared document. That's so much easier uh, yeah. on Teams. Because uh, yeah. my issue is it's always on a shared drive. And if I've got, if I'm in a room that's not my own and all doesn't yeah. have a computer or something, yeah. we're in the yeah. hall. I can't do it. So no, yeah. Then you just have to available on your phone. Is yeah, much easier. Yeah, of course. Yeah, or you, you know, then you end up with people doing paper registers and, and get. I mean, listen, you don't have to worry about it being majorly accurate. But I just think, I just yeah. think it it really helped me to prove prove impact uh, for for clubs certainly, not necessarily for other things, but just pure numbers because you know you'd have like a year seven drama club and it, and the first day they come into year seven, you'd have a hundred kids at drama club you know, because yeah. they're new. Uh, and, and and then by Christmas, it's fallen down to 30 or whatever. But otherwise, you end up going around going, oh, yeah, everyone goes to drama club. And then suddenly you find out there's only 10 kids going. So in terms of when you're talking about you being accountable to those people to run the clubs, 
um, and get the yeah. clubs going. You you want to be able to say, you know, how many are going and how many kids. And also, you don't want the same kids to go in, do you, to the same... You don't want one child going to every single club. You want 100 kids, don't you, going to different ones. Yeah, exactly. You don't want the same kids going to every, each individual one. You want yeah. them to go yeah. to the things that are going to interest them. Well, what, what do they want to do? Yeah, and I think that's where it comes into marketing a bit, doesn't it? Is that if they don't know it's available, like you said before... They need to know what clubs are available to them, um, you know, which I guess that you're going to do. But so how do you envisage the form times being used, Joel? Have you got a plan for that for, for, for or what you're already doing in those form times? How are you going to run them? Or is it just... uh, so we, we now have like announcements that are done uh, during uh, form time. Um, but then I don't, I'm not necessarily 100% sure whether or not that is, is stuff is being communicated as good as possible. Uh, yeah. But then... It's about like, oh, by the way, these things are on on these days. And then we have yeah. assemblies once a week about getting different people who run, different teachers who run them, different yeah. um, events to then speak about them. It's again, just trying to raise the profile as much as possible. And I do feel form time for that 25 minutes, um, the 25 minutes, half an hour is easily enough time to, to, to do that promotion and to have them discussions um, with the person running the... Um, running the extracurricular activity they then get to sell what they're doing yeah, i think yeah. i think it should run well fingers crossed no no i think that is absolutely brilliant practice joel that that is definitely what you want to be doing and also i would suggest if you know if you're doing let's say it's a dance or an arts club that you get you know mm -hmm. someone to come in and do a performance in the assembly to um, yeah, exactly. You know, to promote it. I think it's interesting you mentioned the COVID because, you know, it's nearly, what, two years now, isn't it? And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I, I say on every show, I'm not going to mention it, but I en it ends up coming in somehow. But <laughs> I think it's yeah. really good that you're doing a role like this because I think there is a massive, even more of a need for it than ever before. Um, because when you talked earlier about social skills, you know, th this is a, a major thing that needs to be helped help kids with, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, exactly. Like they've been, I don't want to say sheltered or put in a bubble, but they seem to have just been, life's been put on pause for the last two yeah. years. Even I feel that no, sure. life's been put on pause. And for, for the kids who are so receptive, um, yeah, they definitely must feel it. They definitely feel having conversations with them. Um, you kind of realise that they do just need more. They need as much as possible. Um, and again, flooding them with all of these different types of things that they can do, they're only going to benefit from. Um, even if COVID had never happened, the kids are going to benefit from them. But now that COVID has happened, I think it's just going to make so much more of an impact. No, I totally agree. I think these things are always necessary anyway, but now it's even more so. Because if you think of someone coming from year six, let's say, or year five into year seven mm -hmm. and, and then year eight, they, they like you say, you, you said not being sheltered. They kind of have really, haven't they? We've been shut away in yeah, our own yeah. little worlds. And I think that disconnect with the community is even larger than it was before because we were encouraged mm -hmm. not to mix with people and, and not, not to go anywhere, you know. So I think turning that on its head and, and you know, even with my own kids now, I just keep saying, look, we can go out, we can do this. And you're kind of out of a habit of it, aren't you? Uh, kind of, yeah. Like, even like going out more often, I still have that weird feeling that I'm doing yeah. something wrong. I know. Um, and... It just feels so strange sometimes. It's, it's bad, isn't it? You go out without a mask and you feel like you're doing something illegal. Um, a final thing, just I know I've kept you for a long time, Joel. I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Um, and I obviously, I'm going to let Joel, Joel go in a minute. So anyone else who wants to jump on the back of anything Joel said, 
chase up any follow up any points please uh do call in or, or message after the the i um let joel go but one last thing i wanted to ask about you mentioned about the feeder primary schools uh and yeah. being part of a trust so do you have do you have a number of primary schools that come to your school or are they all from one one main one uh, we have a few um, in the local community that where they come from, um, around about fifty to sixty percent of our pupils come from one. We're from right, one. okay, and so under under our trust. So that might be something again you want to be looking at, isn't it? Like you said, because if you can target them, you know, once you know that they're coming to you, sort of this time of the year when you know, yeah, you know, yeah. you probably got a list somewhere, haven't you, in the office of who's coming, which kids are coming. Uh, yeah, you may exactly. well be able to sort, you know, tap them up if, as it were. Yeah, like send send like a, uh, a big email, for example, um, or a letter, welcoming them, telling them how they can choose their houses. I just think it, it makes it such more of a, oh, I'm starting in September. It, it makes it a lot more comfortable for the for, for the kids. Yeah. They can be like, if they know they're going to join that little community. Yeah, definitely. And my dad, who was a music teacher, he, he used to... Um... You know, he used to go to the primary schools or, or email, or, or I don't know, I can't remember how he did it. But anyway, he'd contact the primary schools to find out how many instrumentalists they had. Because obviously a lot of primary school kids play instruments Clever. and then they, they go to secondary school and they kind of fade away. And he would find mm -hmm. out who their names were and what instrument. And then when those kids started on day one, he would literally unashamedly just go up to them and, and be like, right, you're in the orchestra. You know, and, and he would just do that. and then suddenly it would mean that they they felt that oh yeah I'm going to keep playing my clarinet or whatever, um and that and that was actually quite a powerful one. So I think the primary schools is a and the sixth form they, they I think your big wins probably. Yeah, they are. I agree. I completely yeah. agree. It's Great. Well, anyway. Sorry. It's exciting anyway. Oh yes, of course it is. Yeah. So I'm I'm really I'm really proud of you getting the job, and I think it's fantastic that you're doing it and that your school is. As has given you that role and is even, you know, making sure that somebody's doing it, um, I yeah. think is, is a big step in the right direction. So, uh, you know, well done to them and to you. And, and I wish you the best of luck with it in September. And, um, you know, if you, need you. Any, if you need any advice or help, just let me know. And, um, you no, know, I'll hopefully give you some tips. But that's been really good talking to you, Joel. Um, have a lovely evening, um, whatever you're up to. Thank you. And thanks for joining us on Teachers Talk Radio today. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Joel. See ya. Bye. Right. So uh, that was Joel, a science teacher there. And so big, big shout out to Joel. Thanks so much to him uh, on behalf of Teacher Talk Radio and myself for being an amazing guest and letting us and being so honest, actually, and with some of my tougher questions. And I'm really kind of talking to us about uh, how he feels um, he can make a big impact on the community cohesion. Uh, and lots of things he talked about there, I think, um, which which I think affect all of us, e.g. the COVID thing, e.g. you know, getting sixth formers involved and how you make kids feel part of a community and also involving parents. So uh, we're going to have a quick news break. Don't go away. And after the news, um, we'll see if anyone else wants to call in or message or join the conversation about this topic. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events 
aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wetherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development, every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. Introducing Bulb. With evidence-based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy-to-use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at bulbapp.com. If you're listening to this, then we know we share one thing in common. A passion for the type of outstanding education that every child deserves. That's what makes us the leading provider of specialist education and care. We need people like you to help us achieve even more. With us... You'll be given all the resources and support you need, offered a clear path to career progression, and be rewarded with some of the best salaries and benefits the industry has to offer. We are Witherslack Group. If you'd like to find out more, we'd love to hear from you. Visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers and be part of our future. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. A poll of 527 head teachers from England, Wales, and Northern Ireland has revealed that exam anxiety is causing high rates of pupil absence. A spokesperson for the Department of Education said, it is normal for exams to feel stressful for some young people, and we recognise that may particularly be the case this year. Teachers know their pupils best and are well placed to work with them. Labour MP for Portsmouth South Stephen Morgan said, After two years of unprecedented chaos and disruption to children's education, we saw nothing to support children's catch-up learning in the classroom and nothing to tackle the day-to-day -day challenges pupils and teachers are facing. This government is failing our next generation. A ballot held by the Dundee branch of the EIS resulted in an 88% yes vote in favour of strike action. The strike mandate is part of the union's Stop Faculties campaign, which hopes to overturn Dundee City Council's plans 
to introduce a faculty management system at the loss of 110 principal teacher posts. David Baxter, EIS Dundee Rep said, they are trying to impose faculties against the will of their employees without any plan of the way it will happen or any agreements in place. And all they have done is angered their employees. What we need is more teachers, supply teachers, counsellors who can support kids with the trauma of the pandemic. This isn't nurturing. Recruitment bodies in classrooms, reduced class sizes, more time out of teaching to do all the things that add value. That's what we need right now, not a new middle management system. Dundee City Council has previously said that it is hoping and willing to continue talks with trade unions. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello. This week, we're going to take a look at the much coveted presentation clicker. It's a must have device for a lot of teachers out there as it allows you to move slides whilst AFK. For those new to Two Minute Tech, AFK is away from keyboard. Ranging in price from £8 to £30, this classroom essential allows you to stretch your legs and make a few shapes while you dance around the room. Some of us have a mandatory piece of blue tack over the built-in laser pointer. Others have invested in a bit of duct tape. So we ensure the device meets health and safety regulations. And most of us have a small stash of AAA batteries in a secret place that we never admit to having. Well, Clicker, I'm telling you to stand aside. The mini wireless multimedia keyboard is taking your place. Having a lower price range of £8 to £15 and being able to do everything that Clicker does except blind pupils as it has no laser pointer and wait for it. It is rechargeable. You have full keyboard and mouse control from anywhere in your classroom. You can move slides on, Alt-Tab to switch applications, type, use Spacebar to stop and start YouTube clips for questioning. Battery life is quite honestly ridiculously long. And if it runs out, a five-minute charge on USB lead will get you through your lesson. All I can say is if you're considering replacing your clicker or are simply a gadget magnet, this is a must-have. Search for mini wireless keyboard in any online shop. The only thing I'd say is get one with a light-up keyboard if you present with the lights off. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
Sorry, 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 sorry about that. I uh, had a mic uh, mic incident there. I was just talking about um, Steve Wood's uh, tech briefing there, talking about the amazing, uh, wonderful wireless uh, clicker that he mentioned. I think these Steve Wood's tech uh, techs are absolutely brilliant. I'm really enjoying them myself. Hope you are too. If you are, then let us know. Um, I think the wireless clicker, I'm a drama teacher, so for me, they're, they're, they're very, very useful, especially with a light-up keyboard. Um, but the issue is always the batteries. It's always about the batteries, isn't it? You will find a clicker, you'll be happy, but it will have no batteries. You will find a clicker, you'll be happy, but the batteries will be flat. So I think the idea of recharging it is absolutely uh, superb. Sorry if you uh, were listening and then suddenly it went silent after the uh, the news there. I just had a bit of a tech glitch with the microphone which i remembered to put back up sorry about that i do apologize um so thanks to my guest joel uh who talked to me a lot today about the community we talked a lot about um the two aspects to this which we've discussed today which is uh how you can build your community externally uh with external practitioners and local companies business people religious groups council groups um, arts organizations and sports so we, we talked a little bit about how you can build that and then we also talked about internally so does your school have a house system it may not have that but you i'm sure everybody would still agree that building the community links internally um, are just as important in terms of cohesion so what can you do to build that uh, with you within a year group if you don't have houses um, maybe charity events and maybe using the student voice or student council to decide on those and vote on those and then have people leaders because what you'll find with this is the students coming out to do these things sometimes it's disruptive sometimes people feel you can occasionally get negativity where people say oh what that kid's out of my lesson but i think if it's if you stay queer of year 11s and 13s and you focus on younger year groups i don't think it's the end of the world and i'd hope all the listeners would agree that taking a student out for an hour uh, one once in a while and for the benefits they get back, I think far outweigh the lost learning time. So I think if you think about the somebody doing that, a student who does that goes to an OAP home or hospital, they're going to get a lot out of it. As Joel said, they're going to build their social skills. They're going to build their leadership skills. They're going to talk to people outside of their friendship group and outside of school. So they're going to benefit. And then obviously the people on the receiving end also uh, benefit massively from you coming in and it really highlights it really helps your school's publicity really helps build those links and make people realize oh great look at those kids from that school how great they are even if it is only a small sample uh you know you're not gonna you're not gonna take someone who's gonna be super disruptive on one of these trips so you're gonna be showing off what your kids can do in a positive light um, and I think that is really really important I think publicity for schools I know community links are not on offset anymore i think they they were something that ofsted did care about a while ago um but we don't always do everything for ofsted so i think the building community links has massive massive benefits for everybody okay so i'm going to wrap the show up there final final thoughts from me don't forget my show now is back on uh will now be on mondays from now on so that's a bit controversial but that is the way it's going to be so mondays you're going to start your week with the drive with me but it won't be the drive home. It's now at the evening time of six o'clock. I won't be on next week because I only do every two weeks. So join me on the 23rd of May. Um, I'm not sure what my topic will be yet, but feel free to join me. 
you can obviously tweet me. I think I said this earlier, but if not, uh, tweet me at Tripitaka74 or tweet TT Radio 2022. Get in touch if you want to be a guest. You can be a guest. Um, you can call in, obviously, live. But if you would like to come on to talk about your job, your role, anything in regards to teaching, whether you're a trainee or whether you're a head teacher and anywhere in between, we really don't mind here on Teacher Talk Radio. We really, really want to hear your voice. Um, and as I say, we're very close to 12,000 Twitter followers. So please make sure you tell people to follow us on Twitter uh, and let's get break through the 12,000 barrier. So that's uh, that's kind of the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, apologies for the little uh, silent gap there. Um, but I um, uh, hope you've had a great day and you've got a good weekend coming. We've got two weeks left. Make sure you relax this weekend and, and make the most of any nice weather coming your way. Um, and keep on doing what you're doing, people. Um, you are valued by your children, I'm sure, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So best of luck to everybody. Uh, uh, have a great evening and join us next time on Teachers Talk Radio. Bye bye. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.